0: Welcome into the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. And now your episode out of the way, but here we are for number two. I am TJ McBride, your host. I am at TJ on Twitter. You can see all my stuff at mileisports.com. Tell them who you are.
1: Yeah, I am Anilo Piro. You guys can follow me on the Twitter sphere at Sports, locking down all things Colorado Rockies and Denver Nuggets for Mile High Sports. Uh, just in general, MileHighSports.com, Mile High Sports Radio, Mile High Sports the Magazine. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's what I do over here at MHS. But yeah, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Sports.
0: We just created a new Twitter yes. page for this podcast specifically. So the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, there is a new Twitter handle out there. It's at Nuggets underscore daily. Super Go easy. follow that. Yeah. How is that not taken already? Hey man, I just found my no, good stuff i, I don't know to i know it. i was
1: it was like 2 in the morning last night i get back from like doing the first podcast i'm like dazed i'm like I look at my phone, and there it is, you know, uh, Nuggets underscore daily. I'm lo- I text TJ, and I'm like, how the heck did this guy pull this one off? Hey, but man. you know what it is. Grind never stops over here at Mile High Sports. But uh, nonetheless, uh, TJ and I are super excited to be bringing you guys this podcast. Lots of raw insight to this Denver Nuggets team. Got some great stuff lined up for today's show.
0: Yeah, so let's just get into it, because we are going to be previewing the Lakers game that is now upcoming for the Denver yeah. Nuggets. And everybody
1: loves them Los Angeles oh, Lakers. Oh, yes, they the do. the Lonzo Ball Hype Train is playing its first visit to the Mile High City. Oh,
0: yes, and that's going to be chaos, because everybody loves that Lonzo. Yeah. So yeah. bef-
1: before that game, even like so before we even go to shoot around tomorrow and all that stuff, will it be a sellout crowd?
0: No, you don't think so? I, I don't. I don't think it'll be quite that intense because the Lakers aren't that good. But do you think the Lonzo draw is big enough to get people no, there? No, I don't. You don't think so? No, not not at least not like a sellout. No, that it'll takes be, a it'll, lot it'll, for it'll it to be, packed, be a sellout. Huh? The one like legit sellout last year was when they when they retired to Kimbe Mutombo's jersey, which is yeah. a good segue into the fact that Fat Leader yes, will be oh, having I, his yeah. jersey retired yeah. at this game. Uh, so so, no, that'll yeah. be a really cool event. I can't wait. Fat Lever's one of the best dudes around. I've talked to him a few times. I absolutely adore him. Ahead of to his time, guy. man. Yeah. I triple mean,
1: double machine in the 80s and just did some great stuff for those Nuggets. Yeah, teams, yeah so. I think
0: 43 triple doubles for the Nuggets in six wow. years. Yeah. Like just an absolutely incredible guy. It's going to be a really cool thing. At halftime, they will be raising his jersey up into the rafters, his number 12 jersey, I believe is what it was. And they will end up doing that and having a little bit of availability afterwards. Yep. We'll get to talk to him and go through there. But let's talk about some basketball. Yes, let's What do are that. you looking forward to most? From this Lakers team.
1: Oh man. Like, what do I like when I look at the Lakers, yeah. what do I look at? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's hard to ignore the Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma tandem all I, right. in addition to abandoning him. I know it's super cut and dry, but I mean, listen, LeVar has forced these guys into the known. <laughs> I, I hate it. I'm pretty sure a lot of NBA fans all over the world hate it. But Can't the fact is
0: starting with LeVar Ball. No, I
1: know, but the fact of the matter is this is where we're at. I mean, the Lakeshore show are, are a team that is exciting not solely, but a large reason because of their number two overall draft pick largely because of his father.
0: Alright, that's all you get for your LeVar Ball. I will mute you (laughs) for the remainder of this show. But Lonzo Ball's going to be the poll but who I want to see is Brandon Ingram. This is going to be a really interesting matchup because the Nuggets are obviously thin on the wing and at power forward now because of the injuries they have sustained. Wilson Chandler has now been out for two games with lower back soreness. Nikola Jokic has not had a timetable for how long he could potentially be out. Malone did say he hopes to have him back by the time the, the Nuggets take on the Lakers tomorrow. This podcast is actually being recorded on Friday afternoon so by the time you're listening to it, it could be tomorrow, but it's going to be tough because whoever's matched up, whether it's Wancho Hernan Gomez or Will Barton, is going to have their hands full of the guy yeah. that lanky with those kinds of handles and that kind of shot.
1: Well, and that's actually where I was going to go with it next, is the challenges that Los Angeles kind of provides to Denver, like you kind of alluded to, losing the front court, not knowing Jokic, Millsap. Um, and Wilson Chandler among some of the other guys. Um, like you said, Ingram has length. Lonzo yeah. has some. He has the ability to guy. reach he, those he guys, has a you frame, know. Yeah. And the same thing with Kuzma. Uh, a few of these other guys. And with the depleted kind of forwards in the front court that the Nuggets have, it's going to be interesting to see how they react. Because in that sense, you know, if you take these two teams in terms of roster complexion before the year starts, you clearly give the advantage to Denver. Yeah. And I think you still you do give that advantage to Denver still, but you're at the point where you could see where Los Angeles could take advantage of Denver. And easily. another
0: place where they could take advantage of Denver is. There's another Lopez brother that will be playing the Nuggets yes, again. Like you
1: always forget that he's on that yeah. team.
0: So Robin Lopez was nine of eleven for twenty for twenty points against the Nuggets last night after Nikola Jokic went out and against Mason Plumley and just throughout the game. Brooke Lopez is just as talented. Brooke Lopez is he's one not of better. He is an absolute dominant offensive center. He's in the this guy that league.
1: was just overshadowed and overlooked yeah. when he was in New Jersey in New York. I mean, or well, he, he was the best player on an awful team. He just he got his numbers though. He was consistent though. Yes, and, he and was. that's why I was always so confused. That was a really solid move in my opinion for Los Angeles over this summer yeah. to bring him
0: in. Well, because not only are you sca- are you getting rid of the Mozgov contract, but yeah, you got to bad. bring back Brook Lopez. Losing D'Angelo Russell for what they ended up losing him for in a vacuum is not a good deal. Yeah, I don't all. think that it was worth losing D'Angelo Russell. But Brook Lopez is a very very serviceable player, and you got to get rid of that Mozgov contract. So it does make sense in that way. But the and, Nuggets need to win this game. Oh,
1: they need to. And uh, real quick on that Lopez point as well,
0: he could bully this team
1: down low. Uh, I mean, especially. I mean, I think it's fair to say at this point in time that we're we're it's safe to say that we're assuming Nikola Jokic is probably not going to play tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming so. Yeah, that's just kind of the general vibe that was kind of given off. Um, He was clearly in a lot of pain after coming down on that ankle. So you think Mason Plumlee against against Brooke Lopez? And who's the backup from there? I mean, Well, Lopez, Kenneth Farid will
0: have to be the backup yeah, from And, there.
1: and Kenneth Farid does not profile well against a player like Brook Lopez. I
0: will say this, though. Because the Lakers play so small, Julius Randle plays a ton of backup center well, that's for them.
1: Another, but that's another guy that you're going to have to address Yeah, now. but at
0: least physically, in terms of the size that you are dealing with, Kenneth Farid can match up with Julius Randle better than most centers in the NBA. True. So at least you are allowed to play small in that capacity, and it's not going to immediately give you a disadvantage. Yeah.
1: It's, they're going to be shorthanded. So it's going uh, to be up to this team, Gary Harris last night, Will Barton last night, uh, to get these guys ready for the occasion, to rise to this occasion and, you know, uh, listen, Los Angeles is 8-13 and on the season, so obviously they've had some ups and downs, but they, they, the young talent, when it hits on all cylinders like we've seen it at yeah. times, they are a good basketball team in spurts. Can Denver weather the storm, you know, with no Jokic potentially, no Millsap, no Chandler potentially as well? Uh, it's going to be a tough test. but like you said, TJ, a game the Nuggets need to win.
0: And this is a game where they need Mason Plumlee because Mason Plumlee yes. has been dealing with the core strain and he told me back at practice that he's going to play. This is, this is not going to be a situation where He tries to miss any long time of long period of time or anything like that so he is expected to play as he has been playing throughout the season but if they don't have him due to that core strain that is going to be a very very bad thing. You're going to have like Wancho Hernan Gomez playing (laughs) like stretch four. Well I mean Wancho Hernan Gomez played center in Spain so it's not like it's completely obnoxious that he would have to play some minutes there but like you have guys like Darrell Arthur who can play there you can play some Torrey Craig at the four there's there's other ways Nuggets can go about it I wouldn't even mind if they had no choice to see a really small offensive lineup of Trey Lyle at center, if you had yeah, to, yeah, no, because I mean, be six ten, he's got a little bit of length. It's not you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But the Nuggets are just so injured right now. I mean, they're no, they're yeah. just so bitten by the injury bug. I don't really know where else they're going to go. Yeah,
1: and I think you're going to see a little bit of character come out with this Nuggets team now. Uh, obviously, uh, we, we, we the big topic of discussion the past three years since Coach Michael Malone has taken over as head coach is you know changing the culture, developing a winning culture. Obviously, now with the going get tough, uh, with the going being tough now. The curiosity kind of arises to see if this team is willing to step up when they need to. You know, it's going to be a well-fought battle, but the last thing you want to see is he's got to come out and get down double digits points and roll over like they almost did last night.
0: Yes, and that kind of comes back to what I wanted to lead into next was how dependent the Nuggets are going to be on Will Barton and Gary Harris yeah. in this game. If you don't and have 58 of the uh, Nuggets' 111 points last night, between yes. those two. So and those two really turned it on in the second half. They were what it was allowing Denver to get back into that game. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to fall back on the two of them for leadership for guys to to keep guys involved and Michael Malone said that I mean he pulled Will Barton aside a couple nights ago after the Utah game said we need the the aggressive version of you we need you to be a leader in that capacity and really force the issue on guys and of course lo and behold he puts up a career high 37 points directly after that conversation
1: and it seems like Will Barton is not an emotional player in the sense but if someone comes to him and tells him we need you to be the guy that Flips a switch in his head more yeah. so than it already is. Like Will Barnes always in attack mode, but he he figures out a way to take his game to the next level when he knows that the game is on the line in his hands.
0: And when he's a starter, it's different. I've actually talked to him about the differences between being a starter and off the bench. When he comes in off the bench, he has the mentality of just go attack, get going yeah. because you need the energy immediately. When he's a starter, he has told me like, I want to be a playmaker. I want to be a guy who is within the offense, not just the crux of the offense. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, you allow everybody else to get involved. That does help in a lot of situations as a great mindset. Mindset to have, but this Nuggets team is desperate for what he brings to the table in terms of yeah, scoring, that, yeah. in terms of getting to the rim, in terms of shooting. All of these things are absolutely required for the Nuggets to be a good team. So I would expect a fiery Will Barton, but I think Will Barton will still have to come off the bench in this game potentially. I,
1: yeah, I, I just think this, it's too short of a timetable right now for Jokic. I mean, there's just been from when he got injured to where we are now on this Friday afternoon, even going into the game tomorrow night. I don't know if there's enough, you know, time to implement that kind of a move into your starting rotation if that's the case. But, yeah, nonetheless, uh, Will Barton and Gary Harris are going to be the two guys that have... I mean, they, they are the two guys that have been consistently good the entire year so far. Um, the, the the weight and the pressure on their shoulders is increased now. And oh, let's yeah. see Let's see what these guys can do. But I, I have 100% confidence that these guys are going to come out gunning like they always do. Because those are the two guys that I always... Every single game, whether they win, lose, blown out, whatever... They know how to stand on an even keel.
0: Yes, and, and that's th- very important. And it's while it's always awful to have injuries, no one roots for injuries. But the one positive, you know, little shed of light that you can see out of this is that we get a chance to see Gary Harris yeah. play within a role that is not just being a guy who is finishing off of cuts and things like that. Now he is going to be relied upon to play in the pick and roll as a facilitator. He's going to be relied upon to push the pace in transition. His focal point of the yeah, team now. Exactly, and it's beyond just as a he's spacer and a cutter and not a, a complementary player. player. Exactly, yes. complementary player. That's so the best way to put it. Now he gets to. Really Be in the forefront of all of that, and I cannot wait to see what he can do with that because I've been a huge advocate that he is not just a product of the way the Nuggets play. This is a guy who is unbelievably talented and can do these things on his own when needed to, and he's developing into that role. It's going to take time, but I can't wait to see what he can do with it.
1: No, without a doubt. And I mean, okay, here's the thing now. So we know the offense for the most part is going to be where it needs to be between Barton, Gary Harris, you know, a few other guys that they have, Jamal Murray, if he has a good game, they're going to figure out a way to get points. How are they going to figure out a way to play
0: lockdown defense? And that's going to be the really difficult thing, and I think it starts at the point of attack, which it leads yeah. into another good point, which is the X factor of this game, in my opinion, which is the point guard play. Yeah, because agree. obviously Lonzo Ball will just, he'll either, he'll probably struggle to shoot because he's a rookie point guard and he's been struggling all year, but getting him locked down at the point of attack and not allowing their offense to get into a groove and get moving seamlessly will be huge to be able to slow down this Lakers team, in my opinion. And,
1: and more specifically, to go off that, the guards have just not played well in recent time, in no. Emmanuel Moody and Jamal Murray, if you can get that increase in production from them that you haven't well, had. No, you know, the,
0: you're not just, can you get it? You need yeah, it well, No, Exactly,
1: but assuming that comes, that's certainly going to help your odds at winning this game. Uh, I think if you blitz Lonzo Ball at the top of the key, you yeah. make him uncomfortable as possible, you're going to be able to, you know... Uh, take some flaws in that Los Angeles Lakers scheme and take advantage of that.
0: Absolutely, but I think what this is really going to fall back on is that the Nuggets are going to be absolutely needing some kind of production from their point guard spot. Yeah. It is no, an absolute sure. requirement now because there just isn't the same amount of scoring going around. No. You don't have Wilson Chandler, you don't have Mason Bar, you don't you have Mason Plumlee, you don't have Nikola Jokic, you don't have Paul Millsap, you need to find buckets in other places. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get buckets from other guys, I mean you from Jamal Murray or Will Barton or Emmanuel Mudiay, you're now falling back on Kenneth Farid, Hernan Gomez, Trey Lyles, Mason and Richard Jefferson, to get you buckets.
1: And no, real quick, that last name, Richard Jefferson, yes. that's a guy I think you're going to see a lot of tomorrow, and I think it's going to potentially be a positive thing for this team, say if he gets 20 minutes potentially. I saw
0: a stat today. that. Sorry, not to completely No, 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 you're, deviant, no you're good. Um, uh, of all players who have shot at least 85% from the free throw line and have taken at least 400 threes in their career, Jamal Murray is shooting the worst three-point percentage considering he's shooting 85% from the free-throw line. Wow. Like, the disparity of the fact that he's a good shooter because you see the translation of the three-point line from the free-throw line. Like, when you're scouting guys, that's what you look for. Like, okay, they hit 40% of threes, but they were a 71% free-throw shooter. I'm going to be a little nervous about that. When you're hitting 85% yeah. of your free-throws, you're a good shooter. Yeah. It's just so strange that his shot has not has not started falling so yet. So then what, what, what is... What is the root of the problem with uh, No one knows. Is it confidence? Uh, is it- I don't even think it's confidence because he's a confident dude. Like he Is, is- it just
1: not falling?
0: It's just not falling. That's really what but that's it the is. Thing, it's not falling for a year and change now. Yeah, like, that's, that's the worry. problem. So, what I think it is, is that he's just a rhythm shooter, and once he starts seeing balls fall, he'll be like, "All right, like w- I-, I can do this." And then they start really falling. That's why you see him at, like last year fourth quarter spurts where he hits four threes in a row. Boom. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, there it and is. We've seen that.
1: It's how can you now make that consistent? That's and the I, problem. Well, with that's Jamal. the problem.
0: Is and and that, that's, that's a young that's player age thing? thing. That's yeah. where I was gonna go
1: with. Uh, but like you said, we kind of talked about this on the first episode of the podcast. The the Nuggets are in between a rock and a hard place in terms Terms of having a guy like Jamal, Malik Beasley, Walter Hernan Gomez, that their primes are still three, four, five years down the road. Yeah. But you guys like you got guys like Wilson Chandler, Paul Millsap, when he's healthy, uh, that are ready to win and able to contend now. Will Barton even right now? He's said it a gazillion times. I'm in the prime of my career. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's up to them now to figure out how to maneuver the way around. But maybe it's un it's unfair pressure to put on. But it's certainly Jamal Murray and Emmanuel Moody need to step up for this yes, team. I don't absolutely. care how young they are. I know it's unfair, but that's the fact of the matter with this team. They want to keep the season alive right now.
0: You're absolutely correct. And Michael Malone said it. He's like, we need more from our guys. Yeah. Like, it, that just is what it's, it is. And it,
1: the odds of it happening, you know, we don't really know right now. I think the odds are that they're going to struggle more than succeed. And we've seen that right now. And you have to be willing to live with those consequences that you did earlier in the year by waiving Jameer Nelson, not making a trade. This is what you signed up for.
0: Yep. So going to so, be interesting to see how it plays out. So let's move on to the next question I have for you, because this is going to be really interesting. So let's just operate under the assumption that Nikola Jokic will not be playing, yeah. because I, I would just be blown away considering that his ankle was flattened like a pancake on the floor. It and was that, a 90 like, degree right like, angle. That was bad. So if Mason Plumley starts, you cannot start Kenneth Farid alongside him, correct? No, then you probably got to run with Trey Lyles. Yeah. So who's your starting five tonight? Or tomorrow night, I should say. Oh
1: gosh. So no Jokic. Well, then, well, then you start Plumley. Yes, home.
0: so who's your starting power forward if you can't play Reed?
1: if free coming off the bench? Well, my starter would be Trey Lyles.
0: So then, who, so then are you starting Wancho, Hern, and Gum at three. Yeah, and then you go to Gary Harris and Jamal mm-hmm. Murray. I think that's where you got to go. I and think that, so and too.
1: That, I think one thing that would maybe be smart just to kind of help them base themselves early on is swap Wancho and RJ. Let RJ get in there and, and let let that veteran kind of presence weather the storm for this team. I think that could be beneficial as well.
0: I, I worry about that bench unit though. At that point,
1: I do as well. But I think you got to just go. got to trust you, I think you got to gotta go up does. to. I think you got to go up to RJ and say, "We need you to play thirty minutes." I tonight. agree. I agree. Uh, with like that. this. is is what's going to happen. It's a
0: really good point because you need Will Barton on that bench. You need to keep him above water, especially because you're going to be having Emmanuel Moody and Kenneth Farid sharing the court together. And those are two non-shooters which is going to make things very difficult for them to operate in the half court. So I think you need Will Barton to be on that bench unit. So I think you're right. I think Richard Jefferson is the play at small forward tonight and he will be a veteran calming presence for a unit that has not played many minutes together that is going to need it.
1: I think a lot of what you're going to see. So say you run with Wancho as opposed to RJ and I think one of the problems that you've seen um, specifically with Millsap out is they're trying to run that West Coast running gun style offense like they did last year and they're rushing a little bit too much and what Millsap was able to do and it was a little clunky at the beginning of the year but stretch it out space it out slow it down. RJ could do similar things, and I think keep the in the, the core values of the offense that they started to build this year intact while Millsap is out.
0: And not only that, we talked about the Utah game how they kind of just let go of the rope and kind of let go of that game. Yeah. And that's what they lost so bad. Richard not do Jefferson that. will not allow you to be that guy. Well, what did we talk about yesterday on the pod? Him doing his warm ups, you yes. know, missing shots, getting frustrated, but
1: taking deep breaths and making sure to take the time to do things the right way, yes. not just doing them but making sure they're done correctly. I that, agree. It, It's that mindset and the mentality that's going to help take take this team. To to new heights, uh, potentially. I got a hot take for this game.
0: Go for it. Jamal Murray is going to have a very, very, very good game.
1: I, I was actually going to go there next... A, a couple questions uh, Why do you think that?
0: So first of all Richard Jefferson Has taken out the most time To work with Jamal Murray Like mm-hmm. that has been the guy that They've been more You know Attached to at the hip Than most players have Nicole De Jokic Has also spent a lot of time With with Rich with RJ as yeah. well But I think that If you do have Richard Jefferson In that starting unit And you have Jamal Murray With him Richard Jefferson Is going to look at him And be like You need to know You are the guy tonight We need you in this Starting unit We need you to score Will is not on the Starting unit Like Gary Harris Is a great scorer But you are the point guard Of this team And he inspires confidence in guys Richard yeah. Jefferson it exudes off of him so I think that if Richard Jefferson starts you could see a very good game from Jamal Murray tonight, uh, tomorrow night
1: my thing with Jamal is like you kind of said about a rhythm shooter and a rhythm player and I know we kind of talked about I talked about this early on but does going up against a young team like the Lakers with as much hype around their young point guard as it is does Jamal come into that game with that extra chip on his shoulder of I need to shut this kid down yes and I think that's what you're gonna yes. see and you're gonna you know he always has that killer instinct and I think you're gonna see it take center stage tomorrow. it's a
0: great point because I go back to the Lee Jenkins article about Patrick Beverly and why he took it at Lonzo ball so intensely he was like listen like and I'm not trying to compare Patrick Beverly to Jamal Murray no, have very yeah. different upbringings yeah. I mean but at the same time he was, like Jamal Murray was doing push-ups in the snow to toughen up to play, to play basketball him and his dad would have three practices a day getting shots up and things like that Jamal Murray has worked for every single step of his way throughout this process to get him to this point. So now... Lonzo Ball which is kind of feels like he has been handed everything and hasn't learned the intricacies and nuances of just playing basketball now now you want to take it at that guy because yeah. why does he get that why does he get the benefit of the doubt and just get ha- all of this handed to him why yeah. is he getting compared to Magic Johnson why is all of these things happening I am going to go get that dude yeah. and that's that is Jamal Murray's mindset a, a lot of the time
1: no for sure and I mean I think even just going in a retro perspective kind of thought process here the Nuggets and Lakers are two teams that I think you can consider a fairly decent rivalry I mean these two teams do not like they each other. They, they hate each other. They really do. I mean,
0: from, from, but, but well, to, I guess the fans hate each other's fans. Yeah, the exactly. But between the Western players, Conference
1: yeah. battles of Melo and Kobe and all that stuff, there's some bad blood between the two organizations. You know, maybe you know Jamal and the Nuggets we're the small market team. We're not the Showtime you Lakers. Let's shut these when guys Ty up.
0: Lawson was like raining hell down on them from three point range yeah. in the center in Game Six. Like you the, rise to yeah. the occasion when you play against these teams. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the point of how good is this crowd going to be? I think it's going to be good. I don't I know did, if it'll be it a Sellout's
1: a high bar, but it's going to be a good crowd alluded to that in his post-game interview with Ali Sturm on the court. You know, he's been saying, and I've been... It's kind of weird this. so My start in sports media Came with fan Kind of outing experiences So it's weird But I mean You've had this perspective too TJ You've seen it Three, four, five years ago When there is nobody there oh, yeah. I mean you could hear a pen drop You could hear a cough And it echoes in the arena And now you're getting To this place I was watching my video That I took of Will Barton's game winning Layup last night There was electricity My camera was shaking There were people In Pepsi Center That were excited For what was happening To their home team On their home court That's something That is not happening in four years yes, exactly it's phenomenal
0: I mean back in 2011 when I went to that game six and like I, I grew up in LA I wasn't necessarily a Nuggets fan but I love basketball so I was like I need to go to this game yeah. They're pretty good prices LA's playing obviously they shut down a rare and people were standing on top of their cars cheering after the Nuggets won mm. game six they get that hard, was the man. first round that wasn't like this was not like you were not going all the way to the Western Conference finals at that point back
1: in the golden era man this place was impossible to play they would run you off the court in the first half They'd come out in halftime mm-hmm. and it'd be over. You'd be yep. up 20, 25 points. I mean, that's just the way it was. And I, My thing is, why can't it be like that again? It very well could be, and I think they're working towards it's that. It's
0: getting that way. It, it feels is, man. different. And ev- after every single home game this year, Michael Malone and multiple players have pointed out how great the fans are. Every were. single game. Every, Every one single one. And that's really important for this team because it inspires confidence. It inspires confidence. I mean, and I, I'm not trying to throw the fence under the bus or anything in this argument, but it was much more empty to start the game than by the second half last night mm-hmm. against the Bulls, which is fine. I mean, people have lives to live. You got I mean, if it was a six o'clock or seven o'clock game, you got to go work, whatever. Yeah. But the energy was different within the Nuggets in the first quarter than the second quarter when the crowd got yeah, there.
1: And and the thing is, they rise to the occasion and they thrive off that energy. So I, I, that's always one thing in sports in general, you know, the home court advantage. One thing I feel like always gets overlooked, there, it's more than X's and O's. That stuff really does play an impact, especially a mile above, uh, above, above sea level. Yeah, and this so. could be
0: the 10th win the Nuggets notch at home already. We're yeah. only in November or well, it's December now. That's actually
1: where I was going to go next as well. Is This is an opportunity against a, a team like the Lakers, 8-13, and 13, not a very good squad. But like you said, if you could get 10 wins on December 2nd of 2017— At home, that's phenomenal for this team.
0: And not only that, the Nuggets, after this couple home games, has a pretty long road stretch. So they need to be able to get these home wins to be able to get going. So
1: they go, they got the game against the Lakers this Saturday. Then they travel to Dallas Monday to take on the Mavericks, followed by a game in New Orleans against New Orleans Pelicans. And then followed by an East Coast trip to Orlando and Indiana and... Detroit, for that matter. Keep going, so, keep going. Man, look and at Boston.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, so that is overall, I believe, a six-game road trip. So six-game road trip. Everywhere. Dallas, New Orleans, Orlando, Indiana, Detroit, Boston. That's a really tough stretch because Indiana is no slouch. Detroit is the number two seed in the, in the East right now. Like Boston is Boston. New Orleans Pelicans have Boogie and Anthony Davis, who obviously are going to give Nikola Jokic, if he's playing, fits. Oh, the Magic would be have been a great game. three-point shooting team, even though they have regressed to the mean. Like These are not easy games. No, no, no like, These aren't marquee games, but they're not easy easy they're games
1: that you know if they if the nuggets are at full strength they're games that they you know they're favorite in just about all those games except yeah. maybe the boston one um but the fact of the matter is this the cards have been dealt there's injuries across the table and i it may be unfair for coach malone and whatnot yes 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 but you gotta figure out a way to weather the storm and win these games Yeah, because if not, and simple. malone will be fired <laughs> his team will blow up the trade deadline could get ugly. There is a lot riding on the future of this franchise in the month of December.
0: And the whole, re- the whole reason that Anila said Malone could get fired is that he's not on the hot seat, but... There's th- an expectation. There's an expectation. I mean, they got, now got a $30 million free agent, even though he is hurt, yes. But this is a business. And at the same time... If you don't make the playoffs, that is catastrophic. No, plain he, and simple. You,
1: Michael like, Malone will not be the head coach if they don't yeah, make the people playoffs. people
0: will clean house if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. at least that's what it feels. This is all <laughs> speculatory, but yeah. it feels that you way. You just saw David Fizdo get the
1: boot for not having his two, for not having his best point guard and you know having a disgruntled Marcus Hall. Call it unfair, but call it what it is. It's I mean business. I'm gonna call
0: it the Michael Malone thing where it what is, happened in yeah. Sacramento because Boogie got sick, had the flu, was out for sixteen games, I believe it was. They went eight or they went like six or they four and twelve in that stretch and they ended up getting fired. It's harsh, it's brash, but it's life. Now, it's crazy. Well, with I, the punches, man, it was bizarre so, seeing all that. But and, and he
1: knows what's what he's up against. So, yes, he said he's been in this position. Let's see if we see what needs to take place.
0: I want to see what happens with this defense. Me too, because the defense, the way they play, just the overall schematics of how they play is going to be so interesting. Because they were playing aggressively to start, because you have Wilson, Chandler, Gary Harris, and Paul Millsap in your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. They then. Decided to start playing back a little more at one point, realized that was not a good call, and then started playing up again. Mm-hmm. Depending on the way the roster shakes out coming into the game against the Lakers tomorrow night, I have no idea what style of defense they're going to play because the Lakers like to shoot a lot of threes. Yeah. They like to really push the pace. Or are they going to switch everything? Like, I have no idea what the defense is going to look like for the Nuggets yeah. next game.
1: Nuggets currently sit 20th in the NBA with a defensive rating of 106.6. I believe the Lakers are actually ahead of them. If I Reading this correctly,
0: the Lakers have been having a yeah. very, very surprisingly good defense this year because they're playing hyper aggressive. 102. Yes. 102. That's the only reason that their numbers have looked good this wow. year. They ha- so I I don't think they're a good defensive team. Yeah. I think that they are very opportunistic and force an, um, an obscene amount of turnovers. Yeah. And that's really well, what it comes you, down to okay, for me. That,
1: and that's what it comes down to. Yes? yes. What has been one of the Denver Denver's I'm really biggest happy
0: problems because that was my next point. Mike,
1: it blow. It, I mean, every single shoot around in practice, Michael Malone. I'm going to put on my Michael Malone cap. Can we figure out a way to value <laughs> the basketball? Can we figure out a way to win <laughs> Win on the road. Obviously, this is a home game, but those are the two things: win on the road, value the basketball outside of injuries. In terms of things that they can control, those are the th- they just can't figure out what to we do. We talked right now. about that
0: on the podcast, in the last podcast, the first one. That the reason the Nuggets were able to stay in this game was because they weren't turning the ball over against the Bulls. I mean, they had 12 turnovers for only nine points. So not only were they not turning the ball over, they were getting their defense back and they were able to stop guys as well. So that is absolutely huge. And if they can pull that off, that'll absolutely allow them to play that, to fall into a good opportunity to beat the Lakers. At home, yeah. But let's update the, the Nikola Jokic injury. Yes, let's do um. That. By the time that we had finished the podcast last night, Woj had dropped the uh the tweet, the Woj bomb, essentially, <laughs> oh that Nikola Jokic is getting further. I guess, diagnosis on his ankle on Friday, which is right now, there has not been any news that has been released, but Woj does say that there is cautious optimism that it is just a sprain after the team was worried that it could have been a fracture or a break. The x-rays were 100% negative. There is no he, structural damage. He heard cautious
1: optimism, I believe, in the same sentence with Paul Millsap's injury before it came <laughs> yeah. out that he needed surgery. And on surgery. top of that,
0: Paul Millsap also had a clean x-ray. This yes. is why the most important part of figuring out how long a guy is going to be out is the MRI. Yeah. And we have not gotten the MRI results yet. I imagine that's what the further investigation into his injury is, mm-hmm. is getting that MRI. So until we see that, we're really not going to know the full extent of the injury, but that is currently Sorry. where it stands as we talk. And, right and
1: now. I want to throw this out there for Nuggets fans and just kind of to fully encompass what you just said is just because Woj said cautiously optimistic,
0: that means absolutely nothing. Yeah.
1: You should still be thinking worst case scenario it potentially. It thought he
0: broke his ankle and it's not broken. Now yes. we go on to what else it could be. Exactly. So there's a it, lot of it, other this could Still potentially
1: be a, a season-ending injury if he tore. Yeah, I mean
0: because Danilo Gallinari told tore two ligaments in his ankle t- and towards the end of last year and missed pretty much the rest yeah. of the year. Like that's it took him. What was that? Six weeks he didn't play and then the season ended. Yeah, like that. Those things take an obscene amount of time to really get going and get healthy and get him back on the court feeling comfortable again, trusting it. Because I mean, this is not the first time he's rolled an ankle this month. So yeah. this is going to be a tough. Well, and situation. He, he also he had that ankle injury yeah, last year. That's I remember what I was talking well. about. Yeah, that that's definitely part of it as well. So so. To see what happens with
1: Jokic, he's just, he's just 22 years old but not athletic at all. So, I'm kind of <laughs> curious to see how the healing process with him will
0: kind of take place. Yeah, it's you a, know? at least he is in better shape, so you don't have to worry about the extra weight know, that he was carrying shape. on. He's in better shape, <laughs> no, he's, he is. he's he's struggling. I like to, he, I like to he, joke around, he hasn't lost weight, but he's gained muscle and lost fat. Yes, so yes. at least he's carrying the weight the correct way. But is there anything else for you,
1: Anilo? I don't think so. I mean, the last thing I kind of want to throw out there is you know, if something does drop after this, if you're the Denver Nuggets and say hypothetically, we're gonna play the hypothetical, oh, no, if Jokic is out for, just give him the same Timetable as Millsap Yeah that's what I figured you were What do you do?
0: Uh Pray
1: Do you, do you But like Do you <laughs> Like do you just say You cut your losses And say this season's over? No Like Like uh- at
0: this point, know you're what like you do. we have a lot of young talent, and we're gonna play our young talent. It's not tanking. Like, we just don't. We literally can't play our yeah. other players. And like, I'm not saying that you bench Wilson Chandler for Wancho Hernan Gomez for the rest of the year. We're not trying to pull no, oh, Phoenix no, no, Suns yeah, over sure. here. But if that does happen, like you're relying on Gary Harris, you're gonna play Malik Beasley a lot of minutes. Jamal Murray and Emmanuel Moody are gonna have to step up, and Will Barton's <laughs> gonna be the guy. Like that's what it comes down to. Juancho Hernan Gomez will have to be more than just a a shooter off the bench. Like you're gonna need more from guys yeah. at that point. And that's I don't even want to think about that possibility yeah, yeah, at this I, point. Uh, one quick thing before we get out of here too if you want to be a part of the show and sponsor the show Email me at tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. Again, that's tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. We are absolutely looking for advertisers and guys to put on the show. It's only the second episode. We're basically 12 hours into creating it, but <laughs> we are definitely going to be looking into that. So if you have absolutely any um, interest in doing that, email me again. It is tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. Sounds
1: good. Denver Nuggets 12-9 and 9 on the year. They're looking to go 10-2 and 2 at home at the Pepsi Center in tomorrow night's matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers. We don't know if Nikola Jokic is going to play. It, there's a lot of we questions, Mark. We don't know what the heck is <laughs> happening right now with the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in terms of injuries, but it promises to be an action-packed night nonetheless. Nuggets fans, be sure to make it out to the Pepsi Center tomorrow as the players really, really thrive off the energy that y'all get off. But uh, yeah, another podcast in the books, man. Five days a week. Here we go. Yeah, make sure you go
0: follow at Denver or at Nuggets underscore daily. That'll be our Denver Nuggets daily Twitter, Twitter handle. You can follow Emile at Sports. You can follow, at you can follow my my me at TJ We will talk to you down. guys soon. When the class was dismissed But when it was